0: And, Father God, as we come together tonight, Father God, we come together in Jesus' name, God. We come together, Father God, for you to be glorified, God. Whatever we do in word and deed, God, we do it all unto you. So, Father God, on tonight, God, with each person coming forth, God, I thank you that when they open their mouths, God, you'll speak for them, you'll speak through them, God. We thank you, God, for their helper, which is the Holy Spirit. And we thank you on tonight that we have all been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who's living on the inside of us. And for that, we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. So tonight, what we're going to do is um, have you guys come up and talk about um, the reason why people do not give. I have given um, five reasons why people do not give. So I'm going to give you an opportunity to give more reasons why people do not give. You can do it in illustration with a skit, or you can just um, talk about um, other reasons why people don't give. I talked about uh, people don't give because of the fear of lack. Um, People don't give because of a hardened heart. People don't give because, what else was it? They don't trust the leaders. They're not dependent on God. What else was it? Under the law. They said tithing is under the law. So I'm going to let you go beyond what I have already said and who's coming up.
1: Um, as I was meditating on the word and the teacher was getting, uh, what I came up with, um, I learned that um, sometimes people don't want to give. Um, For my example, in your, in your childhood, some of us grew up in poverty, you know, and we felt like, you know, once we get older and get a job and get money, we're not going to be lacking anymore in our life. We made that promise to ourselves. Um, so sometimes when we get like that, when we get in a position like that, we had that fear of not having nothing or being like we were when we was young, and that's why we hold on to money and don't want to give. Sometimes we give um according to what we have, we have much we give much you know put on what we got in our pocket and sometimes uh, in a case where when you did grow up in poverty, you have had people to help you when you was doing wasn't having anything, but you still got that stronghold on you to where that you don't you always be um attentive to what you give you know according to what you got in your pocket and the Bible says in matthew six it says um we shouldn't be like the world because God knows what we need before we ask." And it says in Philippians four nineteen about, you know, he supplied all our needs through his riches and glory. And that's why we got to learn how to trust God and not worry about um, how, what our money looked like. Because from experience, you know, i always been a giver to help people, even I didn't have. You know, cause I know God will supply all my needs. You know, in Luke 6:38, he said, Give, share, receive, good measures, press down, run over, should means to come into our bosoms.
2: Amen. Um, Maya already covered this in different different words. Um, They don't understand the concept of giving. It's why some people do not give. And uh, what I mean by that, you know, just uh, a lot of times people are not, you know, before we come to Christ, uh, sometimes people gave when they felt like it for whatever reason. Some people are, well, you know, what people consider called stingy, you know, by nature, by nature. Some people give by nature. It's just in them to give because they were raised to give. They just know to give. They were amongst siblings and a big family, and they shared, and their parents teach them to give and to share. And even when they wasn't saved, they taught. people taught them how to um, uh you know just give just go out and do and just give be a giving person a caring person some people are raised that way but some people are not they even if they have siblings sometimes they're fighting oh that's mine give me that that's mine you know you and that grew up in them so when they become uh born again then you have to learn the godly way you know what the lord what god has to say about it, what the word has to say as to why you give um not based on um your uh your own self but doing it out of obedience and out of love and unto god and you give because god says to give and you know it's part of his character and it's becoming you know when you become a a wholesome uh christian a child of god part of your salvation is to give you know to become a giver uh when i first got saved i um give my life to the Lord. The first thing that I wanted to do was to give back to the Lord uh, because I knew that a lot of things um, took a sacrifice for me to dedicate my life, to come out from the world of sin, and now to live holy. That was, to me, I wanted to show the Lord that I was serious in my walk. So I committed myself to him, so I gave him my hope my me. Hold me the things I used to do I didn't want to do no more and then one of them was to give to tithe I started sending my tithe to a church that I was grew up a member of even though I was attending there I want to make a sacrifice unto the Lord so I just started tithing unto the Lord and then when I got in a church um, he led me to the church he wanted me to be raised up and nurtured in during that time, I continued to tithe, continued to give. And it took faith, it took a sacrifice, it took trust in God. And so I said all that to say, um, you have to learn, you have to understand why, because the Bible says, you know, there's a seed time and harvest time to sow and a time to reap. And when we learn that, we know sometimes we're in the season of sowing. And we know that, like the um, Bible um, scripture, Brother Duke's mentioned, um, uh, one of my favorites, Luke six thirty-eight, that we give, and it shall be given unto us. Good measures pressed down, shaking together, and running over shall men give it to our bosom. Which, to me, I, I still stand on that, because I know that if I, the Bible says, cast our seeds, our bread upon the waters, and in many days we shall see it. Meaning that, um, you know, we, we may look from the, to the left, But God may come from the right. We may look to the east. He may come from the south. You know, it's going to come back. And God's not going to let us out give. He's going to, he's provider. So he provides every, anyway. So when we be a blessing from our hearts, God be from our heart and out of obedience, you know, not at, um, because somebody's twisting our arms, not out of necessity, not grudgingly or anything like that, we might as well keep it. Um, because our blessed not gonna be on that. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, <laughs> Pastor told me I was gonna ramble. <laughs> she didn't say ramble, but she said it to just flow out. Um. So, uh, so what my point is this is a seed time and a harvest, and people have to learn that. So my my uh, reason was that they don't understand the concept of giving, the concept of t- uh, seed time and harvest. Or sowing and reaping, knowing that when we put something in the ground, it's gonna come back up. We're gonna reap a harvest. And once we understand that concept and we believe and trust God, we won't have a problem because we know that it. We we're gonna produce. We're gonna produce a harvest. And it's like putting money in the bank. No deposit, no return. So we know we make a deposit. God is gonna always provide for us. And once we be- trust God in that area and believe in Him, then we won't have a problem in
3: giving
4: Let's see. Amen. glory <laughs> um, from apostle and everybody else from what i've heard you guys have already given some great um, examples um, but what i was thinking about was i was trying to not get something different um and I'm thinking about um, where people, they might not give in the beginning. Well, Let me say, everybody is different. I mean, like some people, they just, when they're born, I mean, that's just the way how they were raised. It could um, be related to that and every, anything like that. Um, but they just, they're receptive. They're, their heart is open to give, and they're just... Um, you know, they have that willingness, and some people aren't. They have, there's like blockers. They have to, like, get through that heart and heart. But anyway, I'm trying to go some, give you something different. Um, some people, they might not, you know, just like the word says, you know, um, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge, and they don't know that um, this is what we should do. And um, it's not, I mean, not necessarily just like, okay, you do this, you it should be, and I'm going to go to relationship with God. And I think once people have a relationship with God and they open their hearts, I mean, that's when giving, it can become exciting. It's not just, you know, I mean, each time, you know, we give and everybody's in a different place and um, God deals with us with us on the level we're at. So um, <clears throat> we're all, you know, growing in that area. But anyway, I think it's important, you know, to have that relationship and that can um, get us to where we need to be and that, that fellowship and with God because, you know, God, He might be, He might tell us to give more. He might, you know, so we got to, you know, that's going back to, you know, my people are destroyed by lack of knowledge. And if we don't know how to spend that time with God and have that relationship with Him and hear Him, hear His voice, you know, um, you know, we, we know God's voice and not a stranger's voice. So, you know, the devil, He's never going to want us to give, right? So um, we should, you know, it's just a process, and some people, they just grab it, just like, bam, all of a sudden. But some people, it can take longer because of, I think, how they're coming up and what they've heard and renewing their mind. They have to get their mind renewed to that, and we have to be, you know, give them the truth in love.
5: First of all, first of all, I want to say that uh we're talking about giving it's not only you know why, why people don't want to give to the church uh also it's not just money you know that we can give to the church we also can give love and I think that's the greatest gift you know that we could give because that's what uh Jesus gave us what God gave us his only begotten Son Jesus and uh for the Bible in John three sixteen it says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, so that you know we know that giving money you know it takes money you know to run the church you know that we can give money we're supposed to give money we know that, but also we should not rule out you know for us giving love you know showing love to one another. I think that I think that's real important in the eyes of God, and uh, also." Uh I asked the I, I asked the guy uh you know by you know why people don't like to give. And uh it was one reason was that, you know, you know, he said that with you know, some people give like for their kids, got a like a Christian institution, go to a school that they go to, they give to that school and so they look at it, you know, for as you know, that's their time, you know, they gave. But uh you know my thing is that just you know, just as good as they gave to that Christian school that, that they kid to go to, you know, they can give, you know, into the church as well because God can bless in all places. The same way he blessed in that, you know, Christian school, he can bless also, you know, in that person church. Uh and that's uh scripture on that is Psalm fifty ten, for God said that uh you know that every beast of the forces is his so god own it all you know so no matter if you give unto the uh your child school or whatever your child got going on if you give unto that you know god can you know he blesses in that the way i see it and also you know if you give unto the church you know which we supposed to give unto the church that feed us and uh another reason is that um uh, um uh, some people uh some people say you know I give you know when I can afford it well and uh Philippians four nineteen said God shall supply all my needs so if God knows that you're giving unto the ministry you know God is going to make a way he's going to supply you need you know to give you know into the church you know what need to be given and uh that's, that's all I have
6: why people don't tithe um some people say it's all mine anyway, why should I give? And that's the heart that some people have. It's because they don't have a relationship with God. So everything we own is God. He just put it us stewards over it. It don't belong to us. When he he made us, he created us. Everything he put here on the earth is his, it's not ours. So I found that in the in Psalms 24, 1, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world, and all who live in it. So we all belong to God. Some people don't like to give because they look at their amount and they say their gift don't really count because they see this person over here giving $100, and you might not have but 50 cent to give, but you're giving it from your heart. God know you giving it from your heart. And this person over here that's giving the $100, he probably doing it for show. To show people that that's what he's doing. Hey, I got this. I'm gonna give a hundred. Where this little person over here is giving a fifty cent, giving it from their his or her heart. So it makes them feel bad. They feel like it don't count, but it do count because you giving it from the heart, and the other person might be giving it for show. And that took me back to the widow. It is Mark twelve forty one through forty four. Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offering were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasure. Many rich people threw in a large amount. See, that goes by rich people paying a large amount just to be sane and let people know what they paid. But a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said... Truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasure than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything. All she had to do. All she had to do was live on. Had to live on. So the widow, she put in everything she had, because she had a relationship with God. She trusted God. Her dependency was on God. And that's what gave she gave everything she had. It's easy for you to give when you got money. But is it easy for you to give when you don't have anything? When you have little. That's the challenge that I've learned that it's better to give when you have little than to give when you have a lot because it's easy to give when you have a lot. But when you give and you don't have but $5 and it's your last $5 and there's this boy saying, give it, give it. Are you going to give away your $5 and your gas tank is out there on E and this, that? And then there, you got to look at who you're going to trust. Like Jamie said, the devil don't tell you to do nothing good. The devil is not going to tell you to give your last. So you know it's God. So if you give that $5 and you don't have none, God is going to make a way for you. He did it over 2,000 years ago. The only thing we have to do is tap in. Um, another one. I didn't get a scripture for this one, but I will tithe when I can afford it. If you wait till you can afford to tithe, you won't ever tithe. That means you don't have a relationship with God. You don't believe in tithing. It's all about, give me, give me, my name is Jimmy. It's all about you. It's not about where you're being fed the word of God. It's all about, it's not even about God. It's all about you. Don't under, uh, Don't have a home church, church hopping. A lot of people don't give and they don't tithe because they're from one church to another. they church hopping. So they, when they be church hopping, they be trying to find something that will go on with them, you know, that will help their pleasures. In here at Miracle Temple, a lot of people can't stay in here because of the word, because they in their flesh. But that's when you have to die. And when God tell you to give, you need to give. He'll tell you what to give and how much to give and when to give it. Another one was. You are not committed to the vision that the visionaire has here for the church for you. A lot of people don't like to give because they're not committed. They don't have a relationship and they're not committed to the vision that the visionaire is trying to carry out. So a lot of people, they like to keep their money and wait on somebody else to give and do stuff like that. And sit around and talk about the ones that do give. Well, let her give. I ain't giving nothing. That's her pet peeve. Jealousy keeps you from giving into the kingdom of God. Because you look at things that other people have and you get jealous then your heart becomes hardened and then it's a lot the word won't be able to penetrate or break through that until you give it up you got to give up you and submit up under the authority that god has put over you and you got to let the word come in and penetrate your heart and i have one more uh bad church experience um in my past With my church before I came here, well, the last two churches before I came here, we would give, 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 give. We would say that, okay, we want to do this. We want to buy this. So we would give. I mean, man, our hearts were so open. We went into our, uh, what is it called? 401K, getting out thousands of dollars. And we gave it. Our heart wanted to give, but when things didn't happen the way it was supposed to happen, then it make you feel like, no, I'm not giving to nobody else. Ain't nobody going to take my money like that. That's a bad church experience. If you don't come in and let open up your heart and forgive the person, whoever took your money and open up your heart, you won't give. You'll be stingy. You'll be only worried about yourself because you think that church people, all they want is money. But that's not it. It takes money to keep the lights on. It takes money to keep the word going. It takes money for outreach, everything. So you got to give, and it will be given back to you. One more. I had a lot of them, but... I'm going to give you this one. That's it. Um, They don't agree with how the finances are being managed. That's why a lot of people don't give. Because if they don't know, if the members of this church, I'm using as an example. If the members of this church don't know what Apostle and Pastor James is doing with the money, they start whispering and getting in people's ears. I don't know what they're doing to the money. Why we ain't got this? They they they, t- they got the money. they spending the money. That's why people don't give. It goes back to they don't know the business of the church. And a lot of churches, like a Baptist church, I can talk about that one because... They used to put up how many members they had every Sunday, how much money they raised that Sunday. Then they would have these these quarterly meetings or whatever they call, how much you are going to pay your pastor, uh, what they did with this amount, that amount, that amount. The girl that keeps the books, she would sit there and tell where all the money's gone, where it was going. See, and that's what a lot of people are used to. But if you have a heart like that, That means you don't trust your leaders, you don't trust God, you don't have a relationship with God, it's still all about you. Amen.
7: Good evening, my church family. Glad to be here. Um, I couldn't miss this. I got to get up two o'clock in the morning. I couldn't miss this because uh, it means a lot to me. Um, I can't talk about nobody else. I'm talking about me. My experience, you know, and I hear pastor, she was talking about Matthew 6, 8, don't be like them. That's the first thing. That's why we don't give, not being like them because God knows um, it's a commitment. She mention it for a minute on commitment Um, when you totally surrender to God and when the things that you used to do, places you used to go, the people you used to hang out with, say don't be like them and when, when you totally surrender to God and he forgive you I don't care what nobody else say that right there alone will change you and it don't happen overnight. That's just being saved is not um, all of it. Um, and I'm going to get the, to the point of giving. When, when, you, when you go through and you give, give up the world and God start blessing you when you have no way, you don't see no way, when he bless you over and over again, don't be like them they'll start looking at you saying I don't want to be like him and when we learn that and we totally surrender to our father and we go through some things and God is the only one that brings you out even when you know that he made a way out of no way Um. The reason why you give is because he first gave us, you know. He gave us his only begotten son, like Brother Willie was speaking, John three sixteen. Um, and the reason why you give is personal. When you build a personal relationship through trial and error, when you're out there alone and God answers you, When you're out there alone needing comfort and God comforts you, that's why you give. Because you never quit giving us. This is personal. Um, The Bible says in um, Matthew 6.33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of his righteousness. And, and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. When It's personal. When you seek him. And when you just touch him. When, when you get a taste of him. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. All of us have, 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 um, have a touch of the, the Holy Spirit. Once you taste that. It's personal. This is why you give. I want more of that. And I know that he's the only one that can give it to me. And nobody else knows what it's like. You can't explain it. That's why I give. And the next one says, uh, Proverbs 3, 9, and 10, it says, honor the Lord. Honor means... uh, Honor means... We're highly highly respected and with full esteem. Full esteem mean that, that you're here and you and you, you're giving it all to God, all your energy, all your power, all your mind, your heart and your soul, that's why I give. And it says, with all thy substance and with with the first fruits of all thine increase. And when we learn that, and even me, myself, I'm learning. Pastor, she, she mentioned on it, can we all say that money is not the problem? My prayer is, I ask God not to make money my goal. That's how I live. People can say what they want about you. They can judge you. But when you when you know that you know that you know, that you know that's why I give and I got one more thing Uh, when when you get experience with God nobody can turn you around without even thinking with a willing heart that's when it comes in that you will give That's why I give. God bless.
3: I am glad to see y'all. Especially my brother. I got this brand new dishwasher with all the gadgets. You gonna hook me up and install it for me? Yeah. All right. Well you can go ahead on in the kitchen. Me and sister catch up. Girl, I heard you getting a new home theater. Yes, girl. I'm telling you this house is about to be glorious. New floors, girl, the bathroom redone, the bedrooms. I got a garage, girl, for three cars. The Lord has really been blessing me, girl. He knew what I need even before I asked. God is good. Girl, that sounds great, but on to another subject. You heard about the church. What? They talking about adding on to the church. They ain't in my spirit. I heard that I just I just don't agree with that. I pay my tithes. Sometimes it's hard for me to do that. I just don't understand. If I pay my tithes, that should cover everything. They shouldn't be asking for nothing else. How my house gonna get hooked up? Do you think it's time though? I, that's what I've been thinking about. Do you Mm-mm. think it's time for them to build onto that church? That don't sit right in my spirit. I just don't I just don't get it. I just don't feel like I should do that. My tithes should cover everything when I pay them. Yeah. That's how I've been thinking too though, sis. but truly I don't understand it like girl as soon as I get my money as soon as it hit my pocket it be gone I just don't know what's going on with that girl your money flowing through your pocket like that yes like I don't water? know like water man it must be something going on sis. yes well, here you doing? being nosy yes I know, right? <laughs> what's up bro?
8: You say it ain't time for the Lord's house to be built.
3: Amen, it ain't in my spirit. You feel that?
8: But you're dwelling in your nice, sealed house, and you're saying it ain't time for the Lord's house to be built?
3: The Lord blessed me with this house. I mean, he blessed me with the need. Now I'm getting the wants.
8: The Lord said, consider your ways. <laughs> he says, consider your ways. You know, you, you've been sowing much, but you're bringing in little. And you're earning wages. It's, it's like putting it into a bag with holes in it. Have you been struggling with your finances?
3: Yeah, I have.
8: Well, consider your ways. You know, you putting your house above his house. You know, you're making your house glorious. But the Lord says that the glory of this latter house should be greater than that of the former. He says the gold and the silver is mine. You know, bring your offering into his house first. I respect- consider your ways. You know, you have to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything you need will be added. But your ways, you're putting everything, you're putting yourself first above God. And your house is, is so glorious, but his house is over here lying waste.
3: I received that. I received that rebuke, brother, because I was really wondering why, you know, things was going on the way they was going on with my money, you know. And now I see why. I guess I've just been selfish and just fearing if I put my money into the church, then what I want won't get taken care of. So I received that word. And I think the Lord has said for you to give us that
9: black string TV.
10: <laughs>
8: <laughs> we just basically did one on, um, you know, putting yourself first above God. You know, uh, just putting things before before Him. Um, so we just did a quick skit.
9: Um, what I was given was people don't have an understanding, Jamie, uh, like you were saying about when the word of God says that my people suffer for the lack of knowledge and we don't have, some people don't have an understanding of giving, of giving. And then, uh, also in that scripture, it says, because they have rejected knowledge. So sometimes when people are taught about giving, they reject it because it's not something that they wanna hear. So if it's not something you wanna hear, sometimes we have a tendency to turn a deaf ear to it and not to receive it. And also uh, giving is a part of love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So we give because God first gave to us. We give out of love. And I remember one time when I was out of work and I was getting unemployment and I would look at what I was getting per week And I said, okay, I have to tithe, but I also have a mortgage, I have insurance, I have this, I have that and the other. And I said, God, but I still have to give to you. And I did. And I felt bad because it wasn't what I wanted to give. So then here comes pride a little bit because I remember one time that uh, when we were, you know, so into Apostle and Pastor James, I wasn't able to do what I would normally do. And I felt bad about it. And Apostle said, Othelia, as long as it's coming from your heart, because God knows your heart. But out of love, that's what I wanted to do. So when people don't have an understanding about for God so loved that he gave, God is a giver. And to have his characteristics is to be a giver. And that is just you giving up your time, you know, but being that we're talking about, you know, giving money. uh, When you look around here, it takes money to run this to run this house. It takes money uh, for the lights, for the insurance, for everything it do, it takes money. And then sometimes people don't have an understanding of what their pastors go through to make sure that everything is flowing behind the scenes that we don't see. They don't have an understanding of that. All they see is, oh, they got this, they got that, this, that, and the other. And then they're listening to the devil speaking into their ears about it because they have no understanding. And sometimes, like I say, they don't want to understand. They just want to go on what they want to go on. But when you love the Father, and you know that the Father first loved you, because we couldn't love God without God first loving us, then it won't be hard for you to give, and you give according to the Spirit. And uh, like Sister Denise was saying, I came out of church. Lord knows, rob you without a gun. But, and my heart did get hearty. It did. You know, I ain't giving nothing. You nothing. You this little bit here and that's all I'm doing. And and that's that's that was my because I had I had I kinda sort of had to understand, but my heart was hard. So everything was bouncing off. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I got this mind right here, that's all you get. But then when I began to renew my mind according to the word of God, that it's not about me, that you have to let go of the past, forget what happened back there, and just move forward to know that God is able to make all grace abound towards me, that I always have an all sufficiency in all things, and may abound to every good work, that the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want, that God, I don't mind waiting on you. You know, and that's what I used to sing that song, like when Juanita Bynum say, I don't mind waiting. And that's why I had to get to the point that I said, God, I don't mind waiting on you. Even though it looks like this, I got more bills than I have money. You know, I I, I went over here to mom and dad and and, and got all that I could get from them. So now it's like, God, uh uh-uh, it's just me and you. I'm your daughter. You said you was going to take care of me. I'm their daughter too. But I'm trusting in you now and not in them because you said that you'll supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. You said that's what you was going to do. And how many know that God is a faithful God? He's going to honor his word. He's going to do just what he said. I'm a living witness. When it don't look right, y'all, just stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God is faithful. He's not a man that he should lie. If he said it, he's going to do it. I'm a living witness. You know, you, 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 it look, you look around and sometimes you cry. Lord, what in the world going on? What, what? I'm trying to get you to a place to trust me, not what you see but to trust in him. And that's a part of love. How many husband and wives can truly say that you love your wife without trusting your wife? It goes hand in hand. God loves us. He gave us Jesus. So if he give us Jesus, why are we holding on to a few pennies? When we have all the riches and glory in Christ, we have everything we need in Christ. Amen.
11: Why people don't give because with um first Samuel twenty five, ten and eleven, Nabal he didn't know um David. So he had a hard heart towards David, even though David gave his time watching over his flock and his shepherds out there in the wilderness. When he asked Nabal for some food for him and his men for watching over them, he didn't want to give to him anything. He said, why should I give to you what I have slaughtered for my shepherds? He had a hardened heart. He didn't want to give and he didn't know David. And then with Gideon in Judges 8 and 6, he asked the um, leaders of Sukkoth to give his men some bread and water, but they didn't. They just gave him, told him to go head on and kill the kings of Midian, the Midianites and come back and they will give him something to eat but they don't have a heart to give some people don't have a heart to give when i would go and ask for a donation for like hardcore they gave me the runaround come back this day i went back that day they ain't here they off today so some people give you a runaround because they don't want to give
12: The fear of lack. There are too many people walking around with the fear of lack. And the reason why they're that way is because they think more of the world than they do God. First thing you must have is understanding. How you gonna get that understanding? That means to study. Show thyself approval. You gonna get that from studying in Bible study, going to church, and understanding the kingdom of God. Sister, I understand here lately, you stopped paying taxes. Oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> Brother Hayes, now you know I was driving that old car. It just broke down. And I had to go get me a new car. Oh, did you see it? I got a nice 2019. It's candy apple red. And you know, I was having trouble with my um, roof leaking and you know i had to get that fixed now when i can get the money together i'ma start back paying my tithes okay but i got to fix these things i'm gonna have big major
10: trouble well sister barbara you can't have a fear of lack you got to read matthew Matthew 6 and 8 and Philippians 4 19 because you cannot have a fear of lack because God would do anything. If you give to Him first, He will always make sure He supply your needs because I have done that before. Mm-hmm. If you not have a fear of lack, He will give you anything you need. You would have got that roof. You would have got that car. It would have been in His time, not your time. It might have not been time for you to get that car right now. Nice. He might have wanted you to drive that old car for a little while longer nice. to see if you could just trust in Him. But you have to give your tithes first.
12: Okay, I understand. Sister, I understand. the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Mm-hmm. Explain to her what these things are.
10: You cannot have a hardened heart. You have to always trust in him. Just like the hurricane is coming, we have to trust in him with what he's going to do. You can't go out to Walmart like everybody buying all the water up like they don't have you can't go to Walmart and buy buy all the water you got to trust in him that he's going to provide for us during the storm oh yes oh yes I understand
12: what you said is true but the major thing you have to understand is you must first get understanding in the ways of the kingdom before you won't be believing in everything that comes your way from the world sister do you have anything to say no, sir. That's that's all. It's
0: okay.
13: Okay. You all. Okay. Amen. Praise the Lord. And you wanted to uh, talk about uh, giving tonight,
0: right? Why people don't give.
13: I think one of the reasons now before I became a giver, the one of the reasons that I didn't give, I was um, in fear of not having enough. And when I began to trust God. And knowing that he was my provider, I begin to give. But it also starts with a heart thing. If you have a heart for where you're at or the ministry or what have you, then you're going to want to do whatever it takes. That means you know, giving from the heart and things like that. Um, and I think a lot of times when people don't give, it could be two things. One, their heart's not there. Um, um, and one, they have a fear of being in lack if they do give.
0: Amen.
13: Thank
14: you. Not a problem. Well, I want to talk about me. <laughs> Before I came over here, title of my thing is not trust in leadership. verse uh, uh, i I'm going to par verse 3, 5, and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Well, I was trusted in me. I wasn't trusting in the Lord. And I wasn't trusting, it says, lean not to your own understanding. I was leaning on my understanding. And uh, so at the time, I was making pretty good money. So I says, I'm not paying them people all that money. You know, I'm used to paying like a dollar, five dollars. <laughs> you know, that's, that's where I was at at that time. I, You know, and God fixed me good. Every church I went to, they taught, taught on tithes. Everywhere I went, they went, I'm like, wait, hey, hey, you still talking to me about tithes? I paid the tithes. And uh, he got me good. I mean, and I... I guess what, about five or six churches a month, maybe more than that. Every woman talking about time. I'm like, dog. Well, I had to start paying. Oh, and then another thing, I wasn't paying on my gross either. I was paying on the net. So I had to learn about that. And uh, so once, once I started doing that, then I'm like, oh, that's a lot of money. I mean, you know, I don't know what you're doing with that money. You know. Might be doing anything, but you know, I had to learn and learn, and and I grew that you know once I do my part, it's up to them to do their part, and and that and he had to get in my heart. But once I got in my heart, then I can give what I'm supposed to give. Then it wasn't so hard on me to give. it. But then um, it's in uh, three six that in all your ways knowledge him and. He should direct your path, so that's why I end up doing. Happened to me; he was directing my path to do what you're supposed to do.
12: Okay.
13: Um, people don't give because um, sometimes the way they was was raised, and then selfishness. I'll talk about the way you were raised. If you were raised in an environment where you didn't have a lot, Um, there was a lot of lack and um, even in some situations people don't have food growing up so if there is a whole lot of lack sometimes um, you have a fear of giving. You have um, a tendency to want to hold on to what you get. Because that fear of lack is still there even sometimes when you come into the body of Christ and you get taught. So you have to have an open heart and allow the Lord to come in and penetrate your heart so all of that stuff can be rooted up and you won't have a hardened heart, a heart that's um, callous and unsensitive um, to the things of God, but it's more sensitive to the ways of the world. And so you continue, even though you're born again, you continue to still do it like the world is doing it. And then um, with selfishness, um, because I can remember for as long as I could remember, I was so, so selfish. I had the attitude, I ain't, ain't nobody never gave me nothing, and I ain't giving nobody nothing. And they better not ask me for nothing. That was with my family. That was with uh, anybody. Don't ask me, cause I ain't getting nobody, nothing. Because I felt like nobody gave me nothing. And so even when I came to Christ, I began to understand that God sent his only begotten son to die on the cross for me. And that began to, like, open up my heart. But I'm going to be honest with y'all. It was not until we'd been getting these teachings that I really got um, enlightened about giving, you know, even the more. You know, my heart has been, like, opened up. And I'm like, God, you know, do what you want to do. Not me, but you do it. And so, as I began to meditate on the teachings that we were getting here in the ministry, and I was in um, 2 Corinthians 8, 1 through 5, it's not until you really give yourself totally to the Lord, and then if you give yourself totally to the Lord and you dedicate and you commit yourself to Him— then you will be able to commit yourself to the apostle and the call and the, um, the vision of the ministry. You'll be able to have the attitude like the Macedonian church had. They were begging the apostle Paul to actually be able to take part in taking care of the ministry and what God had called him to do, what God had called them to do. So they were literally, Paul, Paul, we want to take part in what you're doing. We want to, apostle, I want to take part in what you're doing. I want to do, I want to help do what God has called you to do. I want to do it. In my heart, I do for real. And so they had a heart to give even though, even though they were in lack. The Bible says that um, it was the grace of God that helped them because they were going through a great trial of affliction and they were really going through and they were suffering but they gave and as they gave from their heart what they had it ended up being more than enough to do what God wanted them to do. And it was a blessing. And I was like, Lord, you know what? I really do. This is some good stuff that we're getting here at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries. And I remember, like, um, back in the day when me and Denise used to hang out. And I ain't telling no lie. Everywhere we went, this was my attitude. Because people would come. And we would be somewhere. Or we'd be at her house, or we'd be somewhere. <laughs> and they would always come in asking her for something. And she would give it from my heart all the time. And I would look at her, and this is no disrespect for her because she knows that I'm telling the truth. I would look at her, and I said, you stupid. I said, because I wouldn't give them nothing. They better not come and ask me for nothing. I said, because I spit on them. And so, at that time, I didn't really understand. She had a gift, but she wasn't using it according to, you know, the word of God. And she giving, and I'm over here telling her she she crazy, because I'm selfish, and I ain't want to give nobody nothing, because it was all about me, myself, and I. And when you have an attitude that it's about um, you, 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 you not going to give to nobody, you're going to try to keep it all for yourself or you give to what you want to give and then what you don't want to give, then you're not going to give. And God can't really use you like that. It's um, He says that if any man wants to be my disciple, he has to deny himself, pick up his cross and follow him. We have to lose sight of of our own interests and what we want, and give from our hearts. And what I'm learning, when you give from your heart because you have given yourself fully, there ain't going to be nothing missing, nothing lacking, and nothing broken. So I give God glory for the teachings on um, why we don't give ties and all of that.
15: So T she put all my business in the street. Um, I thank God because um I grew up in a home that we were givers, um, and I and I saw we knew that we we were blessed because of it, but I still didn't have the understanding about ties and Even like um, Apostle talks about when we were, um, you know, starting out even in the house, and we were given tithes because we knew that that was the thing to do. But I think that um, I felt, not being legalistic, but I just, you know, we knew it was the thing to do. But the more we got teaching on it, I see it now as um, God is teaching us to be a kingdom citizen. And kingdom citizens live above. And kingdom citizens are called to a higher standard. And kingdom citizens are to be example that the world looks at us and says, how do we get what they get? And we are to teach them this is how we get because God is teaching us. And it start, it started back in the beginning in Genesis when he told the earth, you know, everything's going to bring forth after its kind. And then it goes on to, you know, when you're talking about with what measure ye, you know, meet, met, and as I was telling Judah, you know, you got two measuring cups. You got a big four cup, cup, and then you got them little tiny cups like that. And that is the measure. And if you use the big measure, then that's what you're giving, and that's what you're going to get back. And if you use that little tiny cup, that's what you're giving, and that's what you're going to get back. So, but that is, that's a, that is a spiritual law, and he's back to my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. And we know that, you know, in this world, we do have to, you know, we, we, it takes money. It takes money to run your house. and But that's one of the things. And if we don't understand the principle of why do we tithe, well, we tithe because there's a reason behind it. Not only does the house of God need it, and we're showing God we trust you, um, but it's a spiritual law, and that's part of that trust. And so God's showing us, all right, you love me so much. I've told you I'm going to take care of you. You're following my law, now. I'm going to prove it to you that I'm going to take care of you. And, um, and so even, I know, I'll, I'll just talk about me. My thing is, I'm going to give tithes. That's, it don't matter, because even if I'm short on the bills, like you said, if you, if you hold off that little bit, what difference is it going to make on a bill? And so I might not go and do other things. There's times when I'll say, well, okay, I need to stay home. I don't need to, you know, go out to eat because I don't have the money. But tithes is going to come first. And then as God can allow me to do the other things, I'll say, Lord, lead me. You know, show me what bill to pay, how much to pay, how do I get this, do I wait. But on the other hand, the areas that I, you know, that I can give, I love to give. And it just makes me feel good, you know, to be able to give and to help. And Man, we, you know, we've just always had a ball whenever we had opportunity to gather up, and it wasn't because we wanted it, but we wanted to be able to give it to somebody else that, you know, that needed it. And um, um, this was a cool fact. I just want to share this with you. Um, years ago, because y'all know I like gardens and all that kind of stuff, and I know when you're planting a pasture, they say it takes two years for, um, for it to start producing. And so with fruit trees and that kind of thing, I'd always heard, you know, the first year, you're not really going to, you know, I'd heard, well, you don't do anything the first year with it. And we were going through the the teaching here one time, and then I was at work one day, and remember Miss Dolores? she said, you know, we were talking about that, and she goes, you know, you don't, you don't um, partake from the fruit of the tree the first year. And it hit me, I'd heard it before, but it never connected Because the first year was the tithe to God. And so if you, you know, if you follow the law, if you follow, it doesn't matter what it is, if you follow that law, man, it's always going to be an abundance after that. And so God is just, I mean, you know, we're continually growing and continually learning. And it's always in our benefit, you know, getting us out of, and I've said, I'm like Gloria, I've said, Lord, I know, I, I feel like I'm so selfish in so many areas, and And I get so hard in some areas. I'm like, Lord, break this up because I don't want to be that way. And so um, I'm just so grateful that, you know, um, what we're getting here. And so it makes it easier when you do hear somebody, you know, out, you know, talk complaining about why I got to pay this or why I got to pay that. You know, you can say to them, well, I did feel that way or this is why, you know. Um, It's to benefit you. It's to benefit the house of God, but ultimately it's to benefit you. God just loves you, and he wants his children to know and to do better, just like human, you know, your our parents want us to, you know, they want to teach you, and they want you to do better. And it's the same way with Daddy. He loves us just that much, and he's allowing us to be taught. And I just think, hey, don't get no better than that. <laughs>
16: Heard so many good things. Everything I've heard, I've really enjoyed it. I mean it it was good. Everything I've heard was so good. And when I was meditating on why people don't tithe, I heard the spirit say, no relationship no relationship can cover a multitude of reasons. And to piggyback off what Sister Denise said, she just detailed it. But the way he gave it to me is, it's no relationship. When you have a relationship, you will do things that you used to not do. And you used to think was wrong, but you will find yourself doing it. Because the more you pray and the more you get into the Word, the more He will reveal to you and you will understand. But before then, you have blinders on. You can't see. And as my daddy used to say, you can have your eyes wide open and be blind as a bat. And that is so true, you know. There's many, many reasons. We can name them and name them and name them and non-stop, But it's all about the renewing of the mind and having that relationship with Jesus Christ. And it doesn't happen overnight. You have to pray. You have to want it. You have to seek it. And you have to know that he's with you. You have to trust. And when you trust, you know that everything is going to be all right because he said it. Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And when I think on that verse, I put myself there. Surely don't lean to your own understanding. But in all of your ways, surely, acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. And that's what we have to do. Because if we start putting self in the way, we're going to think of this bill, we're going to think of that, 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 all these foolish things. And we'll find ourselves not at heeding to the word, but to our emotions and what we think. And that's not what God wants us to do. When I think about what he done, he gave his best, Jesus, to die on the cross. Suffered, bled, and died for us all. While we were yet sinners, still in our mess. And oftentimes right now we're still in our mess, but he still loves us. He's not going to take back his promises because we mess up. Because he's forgiven us for our past, present, and our future sins. But does that give us the right to keep on sinning? No, it doesn't. It doesn't give us the right to keep on sinning. When we come to the knowledge of the truth, then we must stand for what is right. And come out from amongst them that talks to us in in different ways. You know, because blindness, spiritual blindness, and being around different people can cause you a lot of problems. Can keep you from the blessings that God has for you. Spiritual blindness is dangerous. It really is. It'll stop the blessings from flowing. But if you trust in him and do what he said he's gonna work everything out all right every time and people say well you know they they listen to other people they listen to other people and what other people has to say that's ignorant and it all comes through spiritual blindness when you become ignorant to the word you lose out I know I was ignorant and I'm still learning but I got a revelation And I know that when he said something, he said, I'm not a God that I should lie. Neither the Son of Man that I should repent. You know, if God said it, he's going to do it. He's going to do it because he said it. And God is so good. You think about he gave his best. And if he gave his best, we can't even give money for the kingdom. God don't need our money. God is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He spoke things into existence. He spoke it. That's just who God is. He wants us to trust him so that he can use us for people to see his glory in us. He don't need our money. He just wants us to do what's right for the upbuilding of the kingdom so that we can be able to draw people unto him. But if we in ourselves and not doing what we're supposed to do according to the word of God, we can't draw anybody. We're not there ourselves. And the only way we can get there is to get into the word and trust him. Best we know how and ask him to teach us his way. We can't do it by ourselves. It's impossible. It's too much going on now. You can't do nothing by yourself. We have to have God to teach us and to lead us and to guide us. And you know, over in um, in Second Corinthians, you know, when I was thinking about it and meditating on it, and He says, "No relationship," and like I say, no relationship can cover a whole lot of different things. We could just name them and name them and name them. But if we have a relationship with Him and we know Him. That changes everything. That changes everything. We'll do things what the, things that we are supposed to do when we renew our mind. And over in first John fourteen, seventeen through twenty eight, the spirit of truth, the world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor know him. But you will know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. And once we accept him as Lord and follow him, he's in us. He said he'd never leave us alone. He'd always be with us even until the end of the world. That's what God said. He's not going to see us in lack. We don't have to have a fear of lack. You know, we don't have to have a fear of anything as long as he's with us. And I tell you, our pastor, she is the epitome of what it says. You can see him working through her I can I can see it he's working through her and if, she, if he'll do it for her he'll do it for each one of us because God has no respect to person he just wants us to trust him with our whole heart does it get hard sometimes? oh yeah the devil beats up on you comes to you in all kind of ways but that's his job he's on the job 24-7 he never stops When you lay down, he's messing with you. When you get up, he's messing with you. That's why the word of God is so important in our lives. That's what we got to go by. You know, we got to go by the word of God. Because I tell you, without it, we can't make it. We just can't make it. And over in 2 Corinthians 2.14, The person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit of God but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. So if you don't study, you won't know. And the Word says, for we perish for a lack of knowledge. If we're not in the Word and studying the Word and meditating on the Word, how are you going to know anything? You're going to listen to people. Look what they got. You know, I don't have it. Foolishness. Foolishness. It's foolishness. It's time for us to do what we supposed to do. God knows what we have. He knows what everybody has. We don't have to try to impress anybody. Just do what God wants you to do and what you can do because He already knows what you can do. And I tell you, He will not leave you in lack. He will not leave you in lack. I remember a while back too when. The church was paying off credit cards. I had given somebody uh, some money. And uh, I wasn't looking for it back. It was sum of money. I wasn't looking for it back. And when I came back to church, they told me, say, your name was called. My name was called. And I had, they gave me money here. I wasn't looking for that. I didn't expect that. I didn't even think about that when I give the person the money that that they needed. But I got more than that back. You know, it's the heart. It's all about the heart. Following your heart. Following you you know, to do the thing that's right. Just doing the thing that's right. And God knows. He knows our hearts. He knows everybody's heart, And so that's what we have to do. We just have to trust Him even when it don't look good. When it don't look good. You know, like I was telling you all about that check I got. When my car really wasn't, I went through some paint on the highway, and it got it on the side of the car, and I took it there, and I let them see it. I saw it one time not even file it, but then I said, no, I got insurance. So I took it down there, and they took pictures of it and everything, and uh, so when I heard from them, they said, well, yeah, we got your estimates, and uh, your check is in the mail. I said, okay, and when I got the thing, it was Both of the estimates combined. And I had never heard of anybody doing anything like that before. Usually they go with the lower estimate or they give you one estimate. I got both of the estimates, and these were professional people. So you know they ain't not going to cut themselves short. And I said, look at God. I got all." He knew my heart, you know. And I just thank the Lord because we will not lack in any area once we do what is right. It's supernatural, y'all. I'm learning. <laughs> supernatural. So we have to trust him by faith. And I thank God for everything I've heard. It was so good. I enjoyed everybody, everything that I heard. I wouldn't have missed it for nothing. But I thank God for the word. Amen. Larissa you and Renee
0: look like y'all going next time. That's what y'all waiting on. <laughs> We're going to let the deacons come up and, um, and close us out. But um, men, and gentlemen. That's in the church, outside of Brother Hayes, right there. Um, we have uh, Sister Shirley and Carol, and I know they say the storm supposed to come this way, but I'm believing God that that storm is cursed at the root. In Jesus' name, and no harm comes to no one including our region and and other regions in Jesus' name. Amen. we all in agreement. Amen. 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 We're we're in total agreement. But on that note, we um, want to uh, prepare ourselves, even Sister Carolyn, Sister Shirley, men, we probably need, not probably, we need to give them a call and see if there's anything that they need help with. Because we want to look out for our own anyway, right? So, um, and we want to find out if there's anybody else that we can help. Because um, um, my husband is only one man. He can't do it all. So we want to make sure that, you know, they are taken care of. Amen. So, um, Erica. Okay. 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 Okay, But we want to check and make sure they, they secure and they got everything together that they need. Amen. And I don't want to miss anybody. If anybody knows or anyone else that need help or whatever, we want to make sure that we're there to help one another.
7: Thank God for the, for the word that moved forward. Can we stand for the blessing of the altar?
0: And we're going to agree that no evil shall befall us. That's right. Neither shall any plague come not out dwelling, for God has given us.